Hi, welcome to the Lead in Davis Put a Lid on It podcast. I'm here today with Brenda Bennett and Michelle Gibby, and we are going to have a conversation and hopefully put a lid on it today. I would like to start by uh, administering what we call the Lead in Davis questionnaire. And it is a scientifically orchestrated instrument to uh, peer into your souls and really learn about who you really are. So are you ready to participate? Okay. <laughs> okay. So first of all, welcome, Michelle Gibby. Uh, it's good to be with you today. And, and Brenda Bennett, welcome. Um, let's start with the first question, Michelle. You, we're going to go first. Uh, if you had to choose one song that would play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Wow, that's a tough one. I, I have a lot of different music that I like, so that's that's hard to choose one. But I could probably be okay with um, "Where the Streets Have No Name" by U2. Yeah, that's great. Okay, oh Brenda, <laughs> you're feeling the pressure. <laughs> same question. The same question. Same question. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Do you want to know in the first in the first broadcast? Can I tell you um, immediately? Uh, the person I asked went walking on sunshine. And then the next person went wild thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like within milliseconds. I thought, wow. Crazy. These people like, have thought this through. This, this yeah. is the more natural response I thought I would get. So oh congratulations. Gosh, yeah, it's just like... like they both had their own theme song pre-prepared for life. But there's so many things like, I, yeah, I don't even want to say this one because I'm like, I, I honestly, it. I can't. So like, I like things like, don't worry, be happy. Oh, <laughs> you know? oh yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I, I asked my wife that question, who's a second grade teacher. And she said it was a beautiful day actually by oh. you two. So it's kind of a little bit of, a, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful day. Okay. I used to kind of play that song with my kids before they would go into the, the end of your assessments. Like, don't worry, don't be happy. Yes, don't fine. Be yes. Happy, so. yes. <laughs> powerful, powerful. Okay. Uh, we're going to. We're going, to, we're going to go quicker through these. Okay. okay. Um, uh, Brenda, your favorite Christmas or birthday gift as a child? Um, I, I got a solid silver flute that was pretty awesome. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So that's, I mean, I, was, I wasn't young. I was in high school, but oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So. So you play the flute? I did. <laughs> so it's a long time ago. Play is a strong word. Yeah, play is a strong word. Yeah, I did. I haven't played it for years, but I did play it in college. I played it for the marching band in college. Oh, awesome. So you can walk around while playing So I can. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. I'm okay. very That's awesome. Michelle? Um, probably the one that sticks out in my mind is um, I was about 12 and I got a boogie board because I grew up in Los Angeles. And so we spent a lot of time at the beach and I wanted a real authentic Aussie boogie board. And I woke up on Christmas and there it was under the tree at grandma's house. And so that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Big deal. Awesome. Okay. Yes. If uh, uh, We'll start with you, Michelle. Okay. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone from any time in history who is not a relative or a religious figure, who would it be? Well, I would really like to talk to Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. You can, you can say that the same mine. thing. He is one that I would really love to sit and have a conversation Brenda, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully you'd eat today's food, not his food. <laughs> Brenda? She totally stole mine I'm because sorry, I have been, yes, I've been listening to um, Lincoln on Leadership. Mm. And and I have never, you know, usually I'm done with an you know, an audio book or whatever, and I just move on to something else. And I, I keep replaying that because I just, yeah, I really aspire to be the kind of leader that Abraham Lincoln was. Yeah. My, my daughter said Abraham Lincoln. I, I, I ran this, we, we, 
used my family as guinea pigs to test some of these questions. Okay, Brenda, hamburgers or pizza? Pizza, but it has to be supreme. I like everything. Supreme, all the stuff. Michelle? Uh, probably pizza. Yeah. And I agree. All the stuff. All the stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's got a meal. Just don't slice it, roll it up like a burrito or just give it to me. Okay. Uh, what advice, and, and this, this is for you, Michelle, what okay. advice would you give your eight year old self? Oh, wow. Um, I would tell my eight year old self that life is going to turn out really great because my eight year old self didn't really know that. Um, I had a mom that had a chronic illness when I was growing up. She had MS, and so she was in bed for most of my childhood. My dad worked three jobs to to keep the family going. And so a lot of times my brother and I were just kind of left to our own devices to kind of just fend for ourselves. And um, so I always kind of wondered what my future would be like and hoped it would be, you know, the kind that I envisioned in my mind. And and it kind of has. So I'm, I would just say, hey, hold on. It's going to be okay. Things are going to be great be bright in the future. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Brenda. So I would say to have grit and persevere and that um, while the path you're on sometimes seems hard when you look back, it's, there's always better days ahead. And, um, and I think that there's a lot to be said for leveraging your imperfections and the things, you know, and even the imperfections of whatever you're going through um, to help grow you and that, that you're strengthened through those challenges. Awesome. Great advice. Okay. Uh, Brenda, if you weren't an educator, what would you be? Wow. <laughs> um, I think I would still be in an, an industry where I was serving people. If I had the stomach for it, I'd probably be a nurse, but I don't think I can really do that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not really that, you know, so, um, but just a, some sort of industry where I was just really being able to work with people and help them inspire them and, and help them get through their, their challenges that the, you know, that they're going through. Awesome. Michelle, if you weren't an educator, what would you be? I would probably be an actress. I love to act and sing and dance. And so I, that would be my awesome, yeah, dream job if I wasn't an educator. <laughs> awesome. I, I, I might be with you on that. I think. <laughs> um, okay. Michelle. Your house is on fire. Everyone is safe, and you have the opportunity to save one item. What would it be? Oh, probably my dog. Your dog. I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if my dog's an item, but I would definitely grab the living things first before I grabbed any other stuff. But then maybe a family picture. You know. Besides that, yeah. <laughs> Brenda. I was going to say I'd grab my box of photos from before we were digital yeah. <laughs> like with all my yeah, kids yeah. growing up. I'd grab my yep, my yep. box of memories. Yep. That's what my wife said, too. She said, I'd, I'd grab the photos. I'm like, we haven't looked at those photos in 10 years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know just to go, we need to go look at them. You know, like, um, okay, Michelle, if you could travel back in time to one day in your life, would you go back to relive a great day or to fix a bad day? Wow. Um, I would probably go back to one of my hard days and talk to myself, you know, and say, you know, you're going to be okay. This is, this is not going to continue to go on. You know, sometimes you feel like hard things are just going to keep going on forever and, um, and they don't. And, and so there were times when I, I, you know, wanted to give up. And I think if I would have had, um, somebody say, Hey, you know, you're going to be okay. Keep going. Um, that would have, 
really helped me in some some dark time. Awesome. Brenda? And I was thinking the same thing. I um, At one point in my life, I spent about six months in the hospital. I was fighting a lung tumor. And and I look back on that time, and I think it was hard. And, and you know, I pretty much missed a whole decade of my life fighting this. And But at the same time, there was just so much good that came from that and people that I was able to connect with. And, and again, nurses and, and doctors and, and even patients that shared rooms with me. And um, I think I'd still go back to that. And and maybe, I don't know. I don't know if there's even anything that I could change from it. That, But I, I think that just to remember that I had a lot of my priorities in place when I was going through that. And I think I'd like to go back just to remember that when you're going through something like that, you realize what's important in life. And and you think you'll never forget it, but then you get kind of caught up in the day-to-day lives of, you know, or busyness of life. And and you kind of forget those those essential things. So I think I'd go back there just to remember, just so that I could be better at doing me now. Sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Brenda. We're gonna we're gonna we're going to jump into kind of why we're here today a little bit. So we're 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 going to talk about education. What would you change about public education? I think that it needs to be super engaging and um, and child-centered. I know we're going there, and, and those are the things I love about education. But I think we need to be really tapping into the individual interests and abilities. I think we, we still tend to, even in the way that we test and assess and determine who's eligible for college and graduate work and GREs and things like that, it doesn't really match with kids being able to be hands-on and and demonstrate understanding in different ways. We still have very pigeonholed ways of um, assessing who can and who can't. And so I would just love more interactive, engaging types of learning experiences. Excellent. Michelle? Yeah, um, probably my biggest thing on on my wish list would be number one to pay teachers um, as professionals, and I think that they should get paid just as much as an engineer or a computer scientist, um, because the the type of work that they do is is so challenging and um, complex that people that aren't teachers, I don't think, fully understand what goes into to being a teacher. Um, and so, you know, and with that, raising the um, the bar for what the public sees as the professionalism of, of the the career path of being a teacher. Um, too many people, I think, see see educators as glorified babysitters, and and I I wish that that were not the case. Um, but then I that's my next thing is I totally agree with Brenda. More more um, engaging types of of education for kids. More. Um, definitions, different definitions of what it means to be successful, what it means to be smart. Um, and I think that ha- having kids know that there is more than one way to to have a good life. It, it may not be college. It may, might be something else. Um, you know, so, yeah. Can I pivot off of hers yeah, a little please, bit? Yeah. Um, I was thinking, too, I had the opportunity a couple years ago to spend the summer in Cambodia um, working with a school. And one of the things that was just so, it was hard to leave Cambodia because teachers there are esteemed so highly. Like, there's hardly really anybody 
above a teacher. And, and just the placement of their hands when they bow to you is very high for a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so every day I was greeted as Teacher Brenda with these bows, you know, and stuff. And it just felt like they just really valued teachers. And, um, and I think... You know, I'm kind of pivoting off of a couple things that Michelle said because I feel like if we don't start really respecting and esteeming teachers, then our kids that we're raising right now are not going to go into education. And so, and all of these great other fields that we talk about and we see, it's, we have those fields and we have people in there because of the educators that impacted their life, their lives. And so, I, I'm a little afraid of what's going to happen if we start, um, if we don't start really celebrating teaching and and promoting that with our yeah. youth as well. Yeah, totally. uh, I was asked by a, a member of a think tank um, how, how uh, what would be the the easiest way to fix uh, to fix teaching to fix the profession, and we had some conversation about what's broken about the profession. But the the short answer is pay them a hundred thousand a year. You know, pay them like professionals. Um, And treat them that way. You know, I have kids that have gone to work for really progressive companies, you know, in accounting and law and, you know, and um, and other things. And when they go to work, their work environment is different even for for them. And I think we don't do do those things to celebrate you know our teachers and and i don't know so we we need a little more google yes that's what that's my idea (laughs) i think we need to have google google campus mentality in our schools as we're building schools like i think we need to have retreat areas for teachers like they they live their lives there and um and my family any family member of a teacher recognizes that and and our families are giving that like they they give that my family there's a reason that none of my kids went into teaching because I had them in my classroom too many times at night time like hanging cute things from the ceilings and stuff and cutting out lamination but yeah but no I just think that there's some perks and things that we could do too to just Okay. Make them feel good. No skateboards for the kids, but maybe the staff. Maybe <laughs> maybe your razor scooter. Right, yeah. or okay. Right. Uh, final question, uh, Michelle. What would you change about yourself? Generally speaking, I am um, more of an introvert, and I wish that I wasn't. And so, a lot of times, um, one of my great mentors is Rachel Alberts, the principal um, in our district, and um, we did a personality test, both she and I, and we were exactly the same, except she was extrovert and I was introvert. So we, you know, we're like, oh, that's why we've bonded, you know. But she, um, she's always been such a great example to me of of going out of her comfort zone and just talking to people, getting to know people, and and that doesn't come as naturally to me. I really have to work at it, and so that's probably one thing. Awesome. Brenda, same question. What would you change about yourself? This is a hard one because I think I it's something that I think about a lot and I wonder how to do it because I think I'd like to just say, well, I wish I weren't so sensitive. And um, But I think that sensitivity is a good thing. And so I don't want to lose that. I don't want to be callous as I'm having to deal with hard situations and things. But I guess I would also like to just not have things eat me up so much, you know, when I go home after working really hard and you're trying because your intent is to make everybody you're interacting with happy. And um, I still want that. I, even if somebody says that's not realistic, that's what my efforts are, you know. And so I just try and, you know, and meet the needs of, you know, of parents and students and staff and, and everybody. And yet those, when they're not 
it's hard to not take that personally. And it, you know, because it's, I want everybody to be happy and, and be happy with with the efforts that I'm putting forward. So. Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, we're going to jump into the, to some of the lead in Davis information that you, that, that you two shared. Oddly enough, you two may have been the only ones that selected your favorite activity as the activity where he gave you, I, I had, I didn't know that till I was prepping for this last night. It was oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> These, I think they're both, both of you are like, I don't even know what it's called, but uh, where you were given an object and had to connect it to one of the lead Davis. Like you look at you two, you know, you're, you're soul sisters. You didn't even know. Okay. So, so, um, so Brenda, you said this about this. You said um, you talked about uh, talked about connecting to Lee and Davis activities, and you said I believe that as leaders we need to be close observers and thoughtful about how we take our own experiences and those of others, use them to make connections and pivot off them to inspire excellence in others, those with whom we lead and serve, and the organization at large. Okay, I mean that's a lot because we handed like a stapler, and and, and, you, and you had to make. Do you guys remember? I had skittles. Did you have skittles? What what, what did you have, Michelle? I can't even you were you were in the finals, right? No, I was. I, I was rooting against you until I had a root for for you, you know, because because I was in the group and we had I think uh, Natalie, Vincent, and and I, and I think you beat her, yeah. and I was yeah. like, okay, now I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Team Michelle. Remember that day? So yeah, I can't fun. remember what you had. Maybe it was maybe it was glue or yeah, it was like glue or or papers. I don't know. Okay. So why why I mean uh, that, think about that activity and using that with the staff. You know, something as simple as that. But yeah, you know, what, what what spoke to you about that activity? I just think that it makes you. Um, you know, we we want teachers to help kids be critical thinkers and think beyond just what's the surface at the surface, the superficial. And I think the more that we're able to do that, then we really start knowing who it is that we're serving and understanding our environment and understanding our mission and our vision. And and I think that everything that we do should be tied back to that. And so I think when you have a focused activity like that, where when we did it, we were focused on, we had to choose one of the attributes, I think. I don't think yes. we were given yeah, one. Yeah. We were supposed to just choose one. And so, and mine, I got Skittles and I was not like Michelle. I did not make it to the final round. So I don't even know why I picked that because obviously I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> but, um, but no, I had Skittles. And so, and the one that I chose as my attribute was duty to develop because mm. I, you know, I felt like I've got all this, this bag of Skittles with all these different colors of, you know, and so there's some uniqueness there. But um, but my role is to look and see how I can pull the strengths from all these different individuals in a school setting and use them to help strengthen us as a, an entire, you know, institution or body of people. So um, I just, I like, I like think quick activities yeah. where we're just having to kind of, yeah. you wouldn't know that from how I'm, you know, <laughs> doing <laughs> Well, and see that to me, like one of my favorite shows is Whose Line Is It Anyway? You know, where they on the fly have to improv something using an object or something, you know? And so I was like, this is fun. So, and I, yeah, my, my attribute that I chose was interconnection. I do remember that because that to me is the one that, um, is so huge and such a huge foundation of, of being a leader. In fact, um, what you actually so I, said was because it is at the heart of what being a leader yeah. means to yeah. me. <laughs> to, to quote yeah, you, Michelle. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I really do believe that. And, and, and like I say, my, my mentor, Rachel Alberts was really the one that, um, in, helped me see how, how important that is. Um, not only to, um, the, the kids in the school and the parents you work with, but your staff and, and every member of your staff, you know, how much, um, you, you need to 
intentionally think about ways to build others up and to make connections um, so that they, you know, their work environment is a place they want to be and where they feel like people have their back. Um, and, and that was the kind of school that, that Rachel um, had, created, um, had right? created, and I loved being a part of it. Okay. Well, um, in that in that line, what what keeps us from you know that's a creative activity. We 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 take an object, and as I'm listening to you two talk about it, we take an object and we we apply it in a, in a bigger way. Um, we think uh, of the maximum potential of this object and what it can mean to us. What inhibits us from doing that as leaders? Because I mean that's the good <laughs> stuff, right? That creative mentality where we can approach our jobs. What what stops us from doing that all the time? I think it's the day-to-day -day logistics of, um, in my school right now, it's a lot of discipline and behavior problems. And we're trying to be creative in how we are preemptive in, in solving some of those problems or minimizing some of those problems. But they they consume. Sometimes you're you're consumed with that. And and it's it's hard because it's, it's the creative things that, you know, were probably what caused me to go into education and, and the teaching and the inspiring and, and doing those things. But I don't know. It, I think it's just the day-to-day -day logistics of managing a school. Yeah. yeah, and I would agree with that. I think that, um, you know, behavior has always been a part of administration, but I think we're seeing unprecedented levels of behavior issues as well as mental health issues um, be, for a variety of reasons. And so, so much of what um, I do in my day is, is, is not only discipline, but, um, you know, being a counselor and, and talking to kids and, and helping kids and teachers through hard stuff, you know? And so, um, it just, it, and to me, I, I, I try to, you know, tell myself, well, that is the most important thing you could be doing. You know, the most important thing you could be doing is building up your, your people. And so I, you know, but I, I love that fun stuff. And I love the, the, the moments where you just get to do, you know, funny, silly things and get to know people that way. And, um, so yeah, I, I'm hoping that over time we kind of sort of, you know, start to get back after this pandemic is over, maybe to some a little bit more normalcy and we can we can do more things like that. Okay. Now we we're we're short on time. That, that twenty minutes goes <laughs> yes. fast. So and it's been great to spend time with you to to kind of as we say, put a lid on it. I'm gonna ask you a, a final question. Um and I may I may ask I may ask a couple more as I hear your responses, but um we'll start with you, Brenda. What are you going to change in education starting tomorrow? I, wow. <laughs> um, I guess I'm just going to really, um, with the people that are in my closest circle that I interact with, just really work to strengthen the relationships, the bonds. And even the kids that I'm working with, just, you know, like Michelle was saying that, you know, we're often counselors and, and to teachers and students. But I think that just kind of putting the school stuff aside um, and just really focusing on them and learning about them. Because I think that's, it's really at the heart of it is the relationship building. And, and we've kind of gotten away from that for whatever reasons, probably a variety of reasons. But that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm trying to do right now and but um, just really build build strong relationships that are beyond the school setting just 
tapping into the personal yeah, we connections. We need it, don't we? We need it. And that's exactly what I was going to say as well. <laughs> yeah. See, Abraham Lincoln. Right? Good job. Okay. No, tell us about yeah. that, Michelle. I, I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, we, we get so busy doing all the stuff that we, we don't often take the time to just stop and talk to people about their lives and, and their, you know, um, the things that they like to do and, and hobbies and things like that. And so I always feel bad when I discover something about somebody that I didn't already know. And, and it's a huge part of their life, you know, and I'm like, wow, I never knew you were this amazing skier or whatever it is, you know. And so um, I, I just think that that goes a long way to making sure that that everybody feels like, um, you know, this is like I said, this is a place I want to be. This is a people where place where people know me and um <laughs> Cheers, right? Where everybody knows my name, right? <laughs> you come in and they say, hey. <laughs> With less drinking, but Norm. pretty much <laughs> cheers. Yeah. You, know? you know, but I mean, you know, you can get through a lot of hard stuff when you feel like, you know, hey, we're all in this together and we got your back, you know? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent thoughts today. Um, it, it has been great spending time with two great leaders today and you did wonderful. Um, just wonderful. Uh, I want to thank our, our guests today on the Put a Lid on a Broadcast, Brenda Bennett and Michelle Gibby. Thank you for being with us today and for spending some time. Now go put out some fires. In your <laughs> thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Have a great thank day. Thank you.